section one thirty two of china japan and the islands of the pacific this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b the world's story volume one china japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march tappan section one thirty two the story of pitcairn island by anonymous in december seventeen eighty seven a ship named the bounty sailed from england for the south seas her captain william bligh proved to be so brutal a tyrant that the mate fletcher christian and others mutinied seized the ship and set the captain and eighteen companions adrift in an open boat provided with tools food and some few instruments of navigation this boat finally reached timor island and the men were sent to england the mutineers made their way to tahiti but fearing that an english man-of-war would be sent in pursuit of them they their native wives and friends removed to a lonely island of which they had heard called pitcairn island the editor in eighteen hundred eight the whale-ship topaz of boston captain folger chanced to be cruising near a rocky islet upon the shore of which the surf was breaking so furiously that it seemed inaccessible a canoe was seen putting off through the breakers and the occupants hailed the ship offering in good english their services if any one wished to land one of the sailors volunteered to go ashore in the canoe he soon came back with a strange report the first man whom he met on the island said his name was alexander smith and that he was the sole survivor of the crew of the bounty that including himself there were now thirty-five persons on the island captain folger then went ashore received some further information and in return told the islanders something of what had happened in the world for the last score of years how there had been a revolution in france how there was a man named bonaparte who had become emperor how there had been great wars and england had won glorious victories on the sea upon hearing this the islanders broke into a loud hurrah exclaiming old england forever captain folger returned to his ship made a note in his log-book and upon reaching valparaiso furnished an account of what he had seen which was duly forwarded to england but just then the british government had matters of more importance on hand than to attend to the case of a few people on a lonely island upon the other side of the globe so the curtain which had been lifted for a moment fell again for another six years when it was raised by accident in eighteen fourteen the frigates britain captain staines and tagus captain pippon were cruising in the pacific in search of the american sloop of war essex which had captured several british whalers as evening fell they suddenly came in sight of a small but lofty island two hundred miles from where according to their charts any island ought to have been they looked at their charts no island was there they looked to sea and there the island certainly was rising sheer up a thousand feet from the water's edge morning broke and there still stood the island and groups of people were standing on the rocks presently two men were seen launching a canoe into which they sprang and paddled to the ships won't you heave us a rope now was the cheery hail this was done 
and a tall young man of five-and-twenty sprang on board who are you was the question i am thursday october christian son of fletcher christian the mutineer by a tahitian mother and the first-born on this island the other a young man of eighteen was edward young son of another of the mutineers of whom we have spoken the young men were full of wonder at what they saw a cow astonished and perhaps frightened them a little goats and pigs were the only animals they had ever seen a little dog pleased them greatly i know that's a dog said edward i have read of such things captain staines ordered refreshments to be prepared for them in his cabin before sitting down they folded their hands and asked a blessing which they repeated at the close of the meal they had been taught to do this they said by their pastor john adams for it appears that alexander smith went also by this name which we shall hereafter give him the two captains went on shore and climbed the steep ascent to the village where the whole community headed by john adams and his blind wife were waiting to receive them he was something past fifty stout and healthy in appearance though with a careworn expression of countenance he stood hat in hand smoothing his gray locks as he had been wont sailor fashion to do a quarter of a century ago when addressing his officers on being assured that no harm should happen to him he told the story of what had occurred since the bounty disappeared the narrative runs thus for two months the bounty cruised about in search of pitcairn island when at last they discovered it the vessel was dismantled every movable article even to the planks from her sides taken ashore fire was then set to the hull and the charred remains sunk in twenty-five fathoms of water the arable part of the island was then divided into equal shares among the nine whites the tahitians being evidently considered almost as slaves christian himself apprehending that he would be followed even to his lonely retreat found a cave far up the mountainside where he kept a stock of provisions and spent much of his time gazing over the waste of waters watching for the dreaded appearance of a sail and reading a bible and prayer book for two or three years everything went on prosperously then the wife of williams was killed by falling over the rocks he undertook to take the wife of one of the tahitians whose comrades formed a plot to murder all the englishmen the plot was discovered and revealed by the wives of the whites two of the tahitians fled to the mountains where they were killed by the others to whom pardon had been offered if they would do so meantime two of the men quintal and mccoy had succeeded in distilling alcohol from a root were constantly drunk and abusive toward the natives who again determined to murder all the whites five christian mills williams martin and brown were killed on the spot smith fled severely wounded down the rocks but the tahitians promised to spare his life if he would return young was hidden by the women with whom he was a favorite quintal and mccoy fled to the mountains where they remained until summoned back peace having apparently been restored but the whites felt that their only security lay in the death of the natives they fell upon them by surprise and killed them all soon however mccoy while drunk fell over the rocks and quintal became so outrageous that adams and young killed him in self-defense these two were the sole survivors of the fifteen men who had seven years before landed upon the island how and when occurred the great change 
which took place in these two men is not told all that is told is that they sought out the bible and prayer book of christian and entered upon a most religious life young died of asthma in eighteen hundred not however until he had instructed adams who could barely read and not write and he the sole man on the island became the guardian and instructor of a community of more than a score of women and young children as the children grew up they were married by adams according to the form laid down in the prayer book the ring used for all having been made by him the son of christian took for wife the widow of edward young a woman quite old enough to be his mother and so became stepfather to the tall young man almost of his own age who accompanied him on his visit to the british ship if the islanders were astonished at the visitors the latter were no less amazed at the aspect of this little community the island apparently about a dozen miles in circuit rose to the height of a thousand feet the steep cliffs down to the water's edge being clothed with palm banyan coconut and breadfruit trees while in the valleys were plantations of taro root yams and sweet potatoes the village which consisted of five houses that being the number of families was situated on a level platform high above the ocean shaded with broad-leaved bananas and plantains the houses were of wood two stories in height each having its pig-pen poultry-house bakery and another for the manufacture of tapa the substitute for cloth a kind of paper made by pounding together layers of the inner bark of trees the population now numbered forty-six the young men all born on the island were finely formed tall the average height being five feet ten inches some of them exceeding six feet the young women were also tall one not the tallest was five feet ten inches all had white teeth and profuse black hair neatly dressed and ornamented with wreaths of flowers their features were of a decidedly european cast the complexion being a clear brunette their dress consisted of a loose bodice reaching from waist to knees with a sort of mantle thrown over the shoulder and reaching to the ankles which was thrown aside when at work their feet were bare the young people were then mostly unmarried for adams discouraged very early marriages as the girls would then necessarily be occupied with the care of their children and he also inculcated upon the young men the necessity of having made some provision for a family before entering into any matrimonial engagement the older women were mainly occupied in making tapa the younger worked in the fields with their fathers and brothers their strength and agility astonished their visitors one of them says captain pippon accompanied us to the boat carrying on her shoulders as a present a large basket of yams over such roads and precipices as were scarcely passable by any creatures except goats and over which we could scarcely scramble with the help of our hands yet with this load on her shoulders she skipped from rock to rock like a young roe in eighteen fifty six the whole people removed from pitcairn to norfolk a much larger and pleasanter island their love for their first home was strong however and at length a number of families returned in eighteen ninety they celebrated the one hundredth anniversary of the arrival of the bounty at pitcairn the editor end of section one hundred thirty two